Seeing a music legend perform in their prime is just such an amazing experience. So it's no wonder that there have been recent advances in holographic concerts. These concerts can resurrect singers from the dead, reignite nostalgia of our youth, or even fulfil a lifelong dream to see an artist who has long since retired. The most well-known of these concerts was a virtual reunion tour of still-living Swedish pop sensations ABBA, who used digital versions of the younger selves, known as Abatars. A recent study of the tour found a mixture of reactions among fans. Associate Professor at Auckland University of Technology, Angelique Nanas, one of the study's authors. Kia ora, Angelique. Kia ora, nice to talk to you. It's so good to talk to you. This is fascinating. Did you go to one of these ABBA concerts or, or know people that went there? I know people who went. I unfortunately um, couldn't travel to the UK to experience it myself. But the people that I've spoken to who went said it was a phenomenal experience that um, it really let them explore ABBA all over again in a way that they never thought that they'd be able to. So they were really grateful to have that opportunity, even if it was extraordinarily different to what they would usually expect out of a concert experience. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. Because these avatars or avatars, they're often described, I guess, as holograms. But are they actually holograms? What are we seeing? Well, they're not actually holograms. So what um, is really amazing about the technology that they've used is they're using LED screens. So what they've done is they've done a lot of behind-the-scenes preparation to get the concert ready. What that entailed was doing um, a whole lot of motion capture um, to do some 3D digital rendering of all of the performers as they performed so that they could capture exactly how it would be as if they were on screen, uh, sorry, on screen, on stage. Mm. And so with AI technology, they were able to refine everything down and that's what we then see. So through a mixture of lighting and screens and um, other revolutionary technology, you see a digital imprint, as it were, performing live on stage. Does it, like being really blunt, you know that I love music so much in concerts, but does it actually feel like we're watching a real concert? Well, that's where there has been some discussion, some um, kind of, I guess, polarizing views on it. In many respects, it does, because they do have a live band playing alongside the avatars. So Mm. you are still getting that element of the experience. And a lot of people, when they go to a live concert, obviously it's about seeing the performers, but it's a, a lot about actually that sense of belonging, being around people who enjoy the music too. So it doesn't... It doesn't necessarily um, make people upset that they're not seeing ABBA performing live. At the same time, there are obviously people who like that authentic experience, like um, feel like they're being maybe ripped off by the fact that they're not seeing the four performers there every night performing as they would a regular style of concert. So it can go both ways, but those who have actually had the opportunity to experience it now have reported that actually it's been revolutionary and it's helped them to feel that nostalgia, feel those feelings that they maybe didn't get the chance to because they couldn't see Adder in their prime. There would be no sort of spontaneity within the concert, though, would there? It would have to be quite regimented. Or have they got these AI figures down to be able to sort of improvise? Well, they do have moments where the avatars will communicate with the um, audiences. Of course, it's predetermined stuff, so it's not spontaneous. But they do have them actually speak to the audience as if they were 
performing and speaking to them like they would in a regular concert experience. Yes, it is a lot more structured in terms of, you know, what's going to be happening and there isn't that spontaneous aspect to it. But it still kind of tries to create that authenticity, that reality by working those sorts of idiosyncratic aspects into the overall performance. So if you are going to see it once, you're still going to have some of the similar experiences as you would if you were going to see any other kind of concert because many of those are still structured as well. I mean, mm. while we'd like to believe that Ed Sheeran and Adele are talking to us like they've not spoken to the same people in Melbourne <laughs> and in London, realistically, they've still got the same sort of structure to how they're performing as well. There's just maybe less of a chance of some of the, the more spontaneous interaction that we might otherwise see. One thing that did make me a little bit hesitant about this whole thing is that they are still charging quite high fees for tickets. I think this these ABBA shows, people were paying as much as uh, $125 per ticket. Do you think that's fair that, that we're paying that much to go and watch a, a hologram in a sense? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And people um, were actually complaining online about the, the cost of the ticket because it wasn't the 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 actual performers on stage. Mm. And they said, how could you actually charge that sort of money? It costs a lot of money to set up the purpose-built stadium that they've put together for the express purpose of hosting the, the Voyage tour. And to relocate that is also going to cost a lot of money. And it is something that they're exploring. Personally, I think it's probably on the more expensive side, but that's just because I don't like paying trucks of truckloads of money from to, for tickets now anyway. <laughs> and it does seem that the concert costs are continuing to e- increase. So it would have been nice if this maybe started a little bit cheaper and as it gained more traction, started to maybe um, charge a bit more, like a regular concert does, like a Taylor Swift, for example, has yeah. been able to do over time. Lee from Waihee actually just sent us a message, 2101. Mm. Just back from the UK, I went to the ABBA show, a masterclass masterclass of lighting and technology. I cried. It was fabulous, just fabulous. How incredible. I'm kind of fascinated as well because, you know, we've seen Tupac Coachella, um, Tupac, Mm. I should say, and there's been also similar tributes to Frank Zappa, Roy Orbison. Um, I think people are proposing a Whitney Houston and Amy Winehouse sort of show. It's... I guess some people have to also question the authenticity. You know, some some critics call it ghost slavery. You know, where is this money going? Especially with an artist like Amy Winehouse. You know, there's so many stories behind the scenes about money. Yeah, it is one of the um, issues that is now coming to the fore now that we've seen the potential of these sorts of concert experiences. Who's receiving the money? Would those people, if they were still alive, be comfortable with them being showed in these ways? Um, What happens when you can actually use technology, and it is happening more and more, to reshape how they present themselves. There are a number of issues that are actually coming out now that we're seeing the technology evolve in the way that it has. Issues that there's no right or wrong answer at this point, but it is an ethical dilemma that we're seeing talked about more and more in scholarship. What happens now that people aren't necessarily agreeing to it because they're not here to say, no, I'm not happy with how I'm being represented here or how I'm not being represented as the case may be. So it is going to be something that is increasingly discussed. It's part of the reason why um, there is more and more discussion happening amongst music producers who are looking at these options about rather than bringing back people from the dead, 
focusing on the here and now, getting people to create these kind of concerts so that they have longevity, so mm. that when they don't feel like they can perform anymore, that that rendered um, avatar or avatar, as they're probably more likely to be called by then, can continue to do those sorts of concert tours and they've been invested from the beginning. And there's been discussions as well around um, where bands maybe don't talk anymore, where, where bandmates have kind of gone their separate ways. This, they're still alive. They can still put together these kinds of concerts that allow for that experience Again, because they'll be part of the beginning process right through. So a lot of the ethical concerns are around, well, what do you do when the artist is dead? And a lot of music producers, as a result, are thinking more fast afield and thinking, well, why don't we start doing these sorts of things now so that it exists, people have the opportunity to actually talk about what they want, talk about how they want to be represented, and then get that to do some of the work in the future, as it were, creating digital immortality, but on your own terms. Oh, Angelique Nan, how fascinating. And I guess time will tell. <laughs> we'll see what oh, happens yeah. in the near future. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your time and, and let's talk again. That's Angelique Nan. Thank you. She's the associate, produ- uh, associate professor at Auckland University of uh, Technology.